I'm Becky Zarr, and welcome to Raising Kindness, a podcast all about promoting volunteerism within our community. Join me each month as I'm joined by my 12-year-old son, Bennett, and his friends, demonstrating that together, despite my vision loss, we can definitely make a positive difference in others' lives. We may not always know what we're doing precisely, but we're going to learn, meet new people, and have a lot of fun during the process. So grab a friend and join us on our volunteering adventure that we call Raising Kindness. Welcome to Raising Kindness. I'm Becky Zarr, and I am excited to navigate us through our next volunteer adventure. I know that as a person living with vision loss and any other health challenge for that matter, that we can often feel like people are always helping us and giving us a hand. And sometimes this may lead us to wonder, how can I possibly help somebody else? But I'm excited to demonstrate through this video podcast that despite my disability of vision loss, I'm most definitely able to contribute to my community in a meaningful way. It's really important to me as a mom and a wife that I can show and teach my son that people with all abilities should be valued and encouraged to give back to their communities. We live in a society where there's an endless amount of volunteer opportunities that are all around us that are existing. However, I'm a person that likes to kind of think outside the box. And when something doesn't exist, I can't help but think, why not? So when I was putting together this episode, I reached out to a local care home and I asked them if they would be willing to participate in this podcast and having our little team come out and spend a few hours volunteering and spending some time just with their residents. I was told that they currently did not have an existing volunteer program in place. However, this did not end the conversation, but rather it was the beginning of new ideas that were being sparked. And just because of a simple idea that I had, this care home then reached out to its sister organization and conversations were started. And I'm super excited that our little team got the ball rolling for this organization in regards to volunteering. So if you want to help out in an organization that currently does not have a volunteer program in place, I don't necessarily think that it means no. I just think that you need to go in with an actual plan and be willing to have an open and honest conversation and just see what they have to say. Because chances are, you might get a yes, and you might all leave feeling really excited about all of the future possibilities. Okay, let's get started with this episode. We had an opportunity to volunteer at Trinity Manor at, in West Era. And like I said, this was a totally new experience for all of us. And I was quick to find out, however, that a small connection already existed. When I first graduated from nursing school, I was hired to work for the very first time as a registered nurse on a medical ward, where I'd completed my final practicum as a student. The nursing manager that was working there, her name was Trisha Engel, and she believed in me. Then fast forward a couple of decades later, and it turns out that Trisha now oversees the care home that we connected with. And she once again believed in me and said yes. 
Talk about a total small world, I think. And I'm not really sure if she remembers me from back in the day, but I most definitely have not forgotten her. And I was so grateful for the opportunity that she provided to me back then. And I'm once again, grateful to her again today. So I'm so excited to welcome my first guest, Executive Director, Trisha Engel. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Becky. Good morning, everybody. So Trisha, for as long as I have known you, your nursing career has focused on providing care to geriatric clients. What draws you to this area of nursing care? I, I think it is the opportunity to spend time with these clients and really be able to become a meaningful part of their lives. It's um, typically geriatric clients have longer stays in healthcare environments. It's not the fast in and out, have the surgery, get your stitches and leave and go home and recover. It's usually a longer stay. And that means there's an opportunity to begin to build a relationship and really to make a difference in their life with the care that you provide for them. Can you tell us a little bit about Trinity Manor, the care home that the kids and I had an opportunity to spend a little bit of time volunteering at today? I'd love to. Trinity Manor is a, a retirement community and a personal care home. New in Regina, we opened uh, about six months before the COVID-19 pandemic hit everybody so hard and created many, many restrictions to how we work and operate and function as a team here at Trinity Manor. Despite that, we were able to continue to deliver care in our care home and to provide a supportive retirement community for our independent residents. It was such an amazing facility to be in. Um, I'm wondering from your perspective, what are some positives that came from the volunteer opportunity that we had today? First of all, reconnecting with you. And I have to say, I do remember you, Becky. You made an impression on me as a young nursing student during your practicum and as a new graduate working on my unit. And so that was a, a gift that was unexpected and delightful. I appreciate your, your resilience and your ability to shift gears as life happens to all of us, you have just been a shining star in your, in your endeavors to create opportunities to care for people. And so your nursing heart is pounding strong and I appreciate the opportunities that you present to us and the possibilities that I see for our future, that right now it's not a part of our programming, but I do see volunteers as a significant part of our community as we grow. Oh, that's so fantastic. I, I just love to hear um, that, you know, new insights are brought forward just by, you know, I, you and I having the opportunity to reconnect. Um, but building on that, what did you think about the kids being part of the volunteer opportunity today? I truly believe that multi-generational relationships are very important, especially to our seniors. Uh, we live in a time when we 
don't necessarily have multi-generational homes anymore. And people move away. The world is very small. And uh, lots of families are distant from their seniors. So connecting with young people is a really important part of support and relationship building for our seniors. I think it's a very significant piece of socialization. So the young people bring a, a gift of youth and excitement and enthusiasm and an opportunity for our seniors to share their stories, to provide a, a verbal accounting of some of the history of our great province and of their own lifetimes that will stay with the young people and perhaps influence some of their choices. Absolutely. I completely agree that young people bring a bring out a unique flair in seniors. And I actually remember that from the first time when um, I worked on that war that we were both connected to before. And that was something I learned then. And I was so excited to see it actually transpire once again when we were visiting yesterday. And uh, it was just so fantastic. So Thank you so much, Trisha, for the opportunity, for your time to come and join me today. But one last question for you is, if people would like some more information on Trinity Manor located in West Era and Regina, where can they best reach out to find that information? People can reach out to us for information by Google searching Trinity Manor at West Era or Trinity Manor Regina. And I invite people to like us and follow us and share us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Perfect. Thank you again so much for your time and for the opportunity way back then and for the opportunity that you gave us once again today. It's been such a pleasure reconnecting with you, Tricia. Thank you. My joy and my privilege, Becky. Good luck. Next up, we're going to be joined by a special guest, Dan. Jean was a resident that we got to meet today, and Dan is one of her family members. I'm excited to hear his perspective on our volunteer experience Thanks so much, Dan, for joining me on today's show and for having a quick conversation with me. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. To get started, I'm wondering if you can just share a little bit about yourself and what you like to do for fun. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I've been married now to Jean's daughter for 34 years, and uh, I always uh, kid around that I am Jean's favorite son-in-law, uh, because I'm their only son-in-law. She's got lots of daughter-in-laws. Oh, well, here comes my dogs. Hi, guys. Yeah. Uh, uh, and um, yeah, Jean uh, is very special to me, um, especially in the last couple of years since I have lost my mother. Um, she's kind of the only uh, motherish figure I have left. So um, that's why I enjoy spending lots of time with Jean and helping her out as much as I can. Well, the few minutes that I had with her today, um, I have to say she is clearly an amazing woman. Yeah, she very is much so. Yeah. And uh, we're all very <laughs> proud of all her accomplishments throughout her life, for sure. Absolutely. So as you know, today, my son Bennett, his friend Colby, and myself had a little bit of time to volunteer today at Trinity Manor. And Jean was one of the residents that we had an opportunity to spend some time with. I'm just wondering, Dan, what you thought about us coming there and volunteering today? Oh, that's awesome. Um, I, I think it's it's very good when people come and uh, help out. Um, I, I think uh, all too many times uh, some homes that people get put in them 
you know, and then uh, not many people come to visit or that type of thing. So this type of thing is awesome, like when schools come by or, or things like that. It's great because uh, the residents just light up. I know, well, you saw my dog's nose poking in the screen here. We always bring them every Sunday, and the residents are, get a big kick out of the dogs, that's for sure. Now, they're bigger than your average dog. They're Great Danes, so uh, they, 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 they really get a kick out of them, for sure. That's fantastic. I did hear all about the dogs today, and I did see how much attention the dogs drew in because I had Lulu, my guide dog, with me today, and I have to say yes. she was a pretty big attraction. But oh, yeah. I'm just yeah. curious what you thought about the kids joining in as uh, volunteers today at the residence. Oh, kids are, uh, you know, they're very special to the, the seniors and elderly. Um, a lot of them their whole lives were looking after kids and children and stuff like that. It, their, their eyes just light up when uh, some of the younger generation pop by, and especially even if, you know, uh, little guys like babies and toddlers come in, I tell you, their their eyes just go wild and just, just because that's the, a lot of their motherly and fatherly instincts are kicking in and they just, uh, just adore them for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, that was really evident too. So I'm just wondering, following up on that, what other kind of activities do you think it would be a positive experience for everyone to have a volunteer coming in and helping out with? Well, it's, and I don't know if this is ever possible, but just taking them out a little bit. You know, it doesn't have to be out on the town type of thing, but uh, just take them, if they're in a wheelchair, just take them for a walk around the block. You know, uh, take them to the corner co-op gas station, which is just down the block a little bit. I know we do that for Jean on uh, Saturdays or Sundays. My wife takes her for a walk there and then uh, uh, take her there and they have a little drink and a chocolate bar and then they wander back, you know. So it's just getting them out. Sometimes, especially during COVID here, um, locked in, looking at those same four walls all the time, um, it, it would drive, it would, it would drive me crazy, <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah. I can't imagine being there every day and not being able to get out, uh, and especially on your own, like Gene was so independent before, and a lot of them were, of course, but now uh, they rely on other people and family, and if they don't have family, the staff of Trinity Manor uh, to do what they have to do. So it's, it's, it's a great outing, uh, you know, if somebody would just go by and take them for a walk around the block or they have a little courtyard, just take them out and wander a couple times around the courtyard, sit, sit in a little bistro and, um, you know, have a coffee and a cookie with them. It's, that would make their day. Absolutely. And those are some of the things that we got to do today and talk about um, with Jean too, which was amazing. I mean, I have to say from the word hello, once I found out she was a nurse, I felt like I had this easy connection uh, with her. And yes. I got to hear about, you know, her vast nursing career and all of the volunteerism that she did after her career. And I have right. to say, I heard a little birdie share with me that you tend to volunteer at Trinity Banner as well. So I'm just well, wondering if you can share some of the things you you've been able to help out with well I, I don't know I don't really call it volunteering <laughs> it's just when I get there and in the winter and there's snow on the sidewalk I, there's a shovel there I just go out and shovel it away I mean I would hate for somebody to slip and fall on it um, in the middle of COVID before we could we could go up and uh, Saturday and Sunday mornings I go go there early and used to go sit and have I don't have breakfast I sit there and when they're eating in that and somebody's out of coffee I just go grab the coffee pot and fill up I mean the 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 aides and nurses and that they got so much to do that you know 
Um, it's sure nice sometimes they want that second cup of coffee and they may not get it because they're busy doing other stuff. So I just grab the pots and I go wander around the facility and, you know, and I got to know them all and knew which one wanted decaf, which one needs sugar, which one needs cream, which are diabetic. So you got to give them their, their, uh, sugar substitute, that type of thing. So, um, and, you know, I, like, again, I say, I don't really call it volunteering. I'm just helping out. That's, that's kind of just the way I am. I, I enjoy it. Yeah, hello there. I just uh, enjoy helping people. And in my work, too, is uh, I'm a denturist, so what I do is I make false teeth. So um, it's it's been a great career for me, and um, I have never in 34 years said, oh, darn, i got to go to work this morning. So uh, all I do is make people smile all day long. So it's a great career. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. And I think that you just summed up as well. You can add the I make people smile to the simplistic things in life, like pouring a cup of coffee um, for somebody who may not be able to attain it themselves and just treating people like people. And that is something I'm most definitely trying to teach my son right now is it doesn't matter who you are, where you sit, where you live, or what your you know walk in life has been like. We're all people at the end of the day and everybody should be treated the same. So um, thank you so much. It was such an honor to meet you and your mother-in-law. She's a gem and um, I wish you guys all the luck in the future. And I really hope that we have an opportunity to come back and spend some more time at Trinity Manor and um, hopefully cross paths again. Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Next up are the stars of the show, the kids, Colby and Bennett. Colby, I'm wondering if you can start out by giving us a brief overview of what you guys got to do today. And Bennett, feel free to jump in and help her out. Um, so today we went to the senior retirement home and we got to talk with some of the seniors, hand out flowers and um, just have some nice conversations with them. We brought flowers with them just to give to them and... Oh, we ate a lot and a lot of food. It was so good. Lots had, of ice cream. Yeah, we had ice cream, cookies, pop. Um, they were all really nice there. Yeah, they were really good. Really good. <laughs> what was something that you guys learned today? Or maybe something that took place that you really weren't expecting? Well, one of the things I wasn't expecting was how big their facility was there. I thought that it was going to be like a home with like five bedrooms and like something like that. But it ended up having like two, it like fit 200 or something. It was a really, really, really <laughs> big place. It was super nice. It had a walking path. It was too hot, unfortunately, to take them for a um, stroll around the walking path with their wheelchairs. They had a couple of citizens that were like 102 yeah. and stuff like that. There's this one lady and she was 101 and she came down the hall and she was um, eating ice cream with the rest of them and everything. Yeah. Didn't she have a walker? Yeah, she had a walker, but. Yeah, that was surprising. She, I would love to hear the favorite part of the day for each of you guys. Bennett, do you want to go first on this one? Definitely eating all of the food, hanging out with all of them. It was just a blast. I loved having, like, talking to them, chatting, hearing their stories, especially the food. The food was so good. We had, like, pop ice cream, these, like, cupcake things. They were, like, phenomenal. Um, yeah, it was, it was overall super fun. I liked handing out the 
um, all the flowers. And yeah, we also, I visited with Jean. She was really nice, like really, really nice. Yeah, one of my favorite parts was um, talking to Jean. She gave us a bunch of stories. She told us about her life when she was a nurse. And I really liked talking to all the people, all of the seniors. They were all super nice and they all were really happy that we were there and volunteering. Thanks for joining me today, you guys. I think you guys did a fantastic job. I think you guys should be very proud of yourself. But it's now time for you guys to challenge our audience. It's a time for you, our audience, to get in on the action and help us spread a bunch of kindness all around. Okay, guys, go ahead and tell us all about the challenge that you're giving to our viewers for this episode. Our challenge for today is to bring like just a flower, a flower or two. It doesn't have to be a lot, but just bring a flower or two to a senior and give it to them. Maybe hang out with them for the day, visit with them. Even if it's a, like your neighbor is a senior, you can bring it over to them and have coffee with them in the morning. It doesn't have to be someone you know. It can be someone like you can go to like a retirement home and donate flowers to them and give them, hand them out. Or it can be someone in the hospital or it could be like, yeah, like Bennett said, your next door neighbor. Flowers are always such a good idea. I really like this challenge, you guys, that you've picked this time. You guys took so much pride in putting together the little bouquets that you took with you guys today to give out. And I'm sure that those who are participating in this challenge are really going to have a lot of fun doing it. I really can't wait to see all of the cool social media posts. My takeaway on this volunteer experience was super positive. Just stepping back and watching the kids learn to approach somebody new, introduce themselves and start a new conversation was something really exciting for me to see. You know, of course I did give them a few ideas initially on how to approach the seniors that they hadn't met before, but totally quickly they adapted and came up with their own unique style. To me, this is totally a life skill that they were really able to practice today and become confident doing. The seniors completely lit up when they introduced themselves and followed that conversation with giving them a little bouquet of flowers that they had picked out and brought. That being said, I'm pretty sure that the smile on the kid's face was just as big as the smile on the senior's face that the kids were actually able to see. Now, for me, I'll be honest, as soon as I became surrounded by seniors, part of me tried really hard to flip back into nursing mode automatically. I had such a strong desire to help because something that I did so easily when I was frontline nursing was just to scan the environment to see what needed to be done, kind of like what Dan was talking about. But now I really couldn't do that. When I used to be able to do this, I used to just look around and try to find ways that I could help, things that I could tweak to make things better for everyone. But I think that a lot of this was just simply brought on by the environment. But the other thing was, is because I was surrounded by a lot of amazing nurses. Trisha, the nurse that once hired me, Lori, nurse extraordinary herself that I once worked alongside with, and Jean, the senior resident that just talks so proudly about her amazing 30-year nursing career. I felt a little sad then, but I then reminded myself of all the good that I was able to do during my short nursing career and all the good that I'm able to do now just simply by being me. And 
That's the end of this episode of Raising Kindness. We look forward to you guys participating in the Kindness Challenge, so please be sure to tag us in on our social media accounts. Take care and thanks so much for watching. And that's a wrap on this episode of Raising Kindness with me, Becky Zarr. Thanks so much to all of my guests and to you for tuning in. Be sure to check us out on social media. You'll find us on Facebook and Instagram at raising.kindness.podcast. And don't forget, you're going to want to like and subscribe to the podcast on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform. See you again soon.